Education today can be difficult and draining and amazing and fulfilling and so many things all wrapped into one. The dynamics of what we do can leave us needing every ounce of inspiration and motivation we can get. I've been a principal and educator for over 25 years, and I find my motivation and inspiration in many different places. As a principal, I often find it's my job to inspire and motivate and energize the team around me. I have to be the principal inspiration of my school, but what things inspire me as a principal? Welcome to Principal Inspiration, a podcast for educators. I'm your host, Rick Hunt, and these are my thoughts about the people and the stories, anecdotes, observations, and conversations that are my principal inspiration on any given day. My sincere hope in sharing is that you might be inspired as well. I hope this podcast leaves you feeling energized, challenged, and ready to go be awesome. Our students deserve nothing less. High school year, 1988-89, my junior year of high school, and I'm on the track team. Now, I was on the track team as a, uh, I think they called us the fat crew or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I was one of the bigger guys, a lineman, a football lineman, and I was on the track team to throw shot put, um, was able to lift, work out, do the things you need to do, um, but I really wasn't there to run. Track in and of itself is usually a running sport. You know, you've got all the different activities other than that, certainly, but running is a big part of it. And so as a conditioning factor, part of our practices were to, to run. Now, what that was for the, uh, for the large guys like me who were there to uh, shot put, throw discus, and otherwise hang out and goof off, um, was we were told that, hey, at the beginning of practice, you got to go run this three-mile circuit. You go down the bike path, around through this neighborhood, and you eventually come back a little while, but three, four-mile run. And we're supposed to do this uh, a couple times a week. It wasn't every day, but a couple times a week you're supposed to make this run. Good conditioning for us. By the way, a, one of our football coaches was uh, one of the track coaches, and so he saw this as an opportunity to work us out pretty well. Now, being a, a guy who really didn't like to run, I mean, as a lineman, what do I got to do? I got to get up out of a stance and go about 10 yards most plays. Occasionally, I would have to chase somebody a little farther down the field, but most of the time, I didn't have to run very far. Short sprints, very quick on my feet. I wasn't, wasn't a slouch, but I didn't like to run long distance. So we'd take off on this run. And we get down the bike path just out of the sight. Coach, if you're listening, I'm sorry for this. But we get just out of sight. And on occasion, not every time, but sometimes, whoever's with me running, usually one of the other linemen that were on the team or maybe a good friend of mine, we would cut through the woods and go to Grandma's house. That's right, over the creek and through the woods, just about 100 yards off the bike path was Grandma's house. Now, why would we go? Well, um, Grandma had a fridge full of Cokes. Um, she would have, uh, some turkey in the drawer sometimes. Uh, she'd always have some candy or treats around and, uh, there was Andy Griffith. So we'd run over there, we'd get a snack, get a soda, sit on the back porch, hang out. Um, and then after a little while, you know, we'd throw a little water on our face. <laughs> if you go out of grandma's house, out her front driveway and turn right and you go leave her neighborhood, well, about a hundred yards that direction is the back part of the school where you are supposed to be finishing the three or four mile run. So, yes, I was being kind of lazy. Didn't like to run long distance, but, um, you know, it was a way to get out of that certainly, but it was also 
kind of nice. Go hang out at grandma's house for a while. Have a snack. Why did I tell you all that? Well, because grandma is one of my people. One of my ones. There is a uh, video out that I saw a few years back that shows Mahatmas Gandhi, shows uh, several other, um, Mother Teresa, shows the uh, powerful scene, uh, if you've ever seen it, where in, in Tiananmen Square in China, um, look it up. The, the tanks are rolling in, and this lady uh, is standing in front of the tank, and the tank tries to go right, and this person shifts with the tank, and then goes back, blocking the entrance to Tiananmen Square, putting their life at risk in front of a tank, for a care they believe or for a cause they believed in. And the title of this video is The Power of One. And it's actually a video around um, ma- taking action to, to support and save the environment. And so, um, but, but outside of that political message, this idea of the power of one, I think is important. As educators, well, one, we could be the one for kids. And I'll talk about that in a moment. But the power of one in a child's life is something we have to recognize. Every child needs one. One person who loves them and works for them and champions them and is their go-to. One mentor that can help guide them and support them and give them the direction and the ideas for moving forward in life. And without a good one, without the power of the one, Kids languish and they get lost. And I think we all recognize that in education. And I, I say this because I had lots of ones. I'll be honest. My, my grandma, um, God, she's just amazing. Um, she was always there. Grandma was always there. And, and, I, and I tell this this evening with a little bit of a heavy heart because my grandma just passed away the other day. And I also tell it because... Grandma was always there. Now, she was not my grandpa. My grandpa, um, you know, he was louder at the football games. He was he would yell and he would cheer. And you could hear him hollering at you if you made a mistake from the stands all the way at the top. And I remember my grandpa vividly. But when I think back, sitting right next to him, quietly watching the game, was Grandma. That was in high school and in college. If Grandpa went, if they drove 12 hours to watch me play for five minutes in northern Michigan, right next to my Grandpa, was my Grandma. When I needed a break from or to cheat out of running at track, there was Grandma. When birthdays and holidays and other things came around, there was Grandma. She was a solid figure in my life. And she's a fun figure, too. We, we would take trips to Kentucky, and I can remember riding in her car. Uh, I remember as a kid her big Cadillac that we'd ride in the backseat of. I just so many different memories. And when I sit back and think about the different things, the different places where she was in my life, well, she wasn't maybe the louder person in my life like my grandpa or maybe uh, you know that, that, that teacher who stood out as far as helping me direct my, my path towards education or... Grandma was someone who I could count on to be there. If I, you know, around the holidays, around anything that you need, if I need a place to stay, she was just there. And it was comforting. 
losing her this week uh, you know, certainly opens a little bit of a hole. Uh, here, here in recent years, I did not certainly see my grandma nearly as much as I probably should. Um, and, and I know I'll, I'll probably regret that a little bit. But whenever I went to my parents' house, she was near or she was there. Whenever holidays came around, she was near or she was there. And boy, it's just going to leave a spot. Grandma was one of my ones. She was one of my people who, when I think about the framing of growing up and, and, and the influences, whether it be a slight, quiet tug or a, 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 swipe, a, a quiet conversation or a loud holler at you like my grandpa did or maybe a switch on your butt like somebody else did or whatever it is, those people in my life who guided and supported and directed me to become the, the person that I am today, to help me build the right character, to help me become a better citizen, but also really just kind of framing up the, the, the father that I am and the principal that I am, the teacher that I was when I was in the classroom, and really the teacher I get to be now as a principal in my building, working with kids of all ages. My grandma was one of my ones. Do you have a one? Think about that person. What, what, what did they do for you? How did they support you? How did they help you grow? There's a story um, that I, I got to witness and watch unfold. Um, there was a speaker that came to uh, our opening day ceremonies. Uh, boy, this was back um, maybe mid-90s in Warren Township. And uh, th- this guy got up on stage, and he was dressed kind of, a little more of a gang look almost, uh, you know, sagging pants, different. He just really did not look like, Why is you know, question is, why is he up here getting ready to speak to us as teachers? What story is he going to tell? And he starts into the conversation about who he was growing up and the fact that he was a lost kid. He had a terrible father figure, um, alcoholic at home, difficult life, challenging. Nobody stood in the gap. Nobody supported. Nobody was his one. But when he got to high school, there was this teacher, and I can't remember her name, but he described her perfectly. I can so vividly see her even though I'd never met her and I've never seen a picture of her. The lady standing outside the classroom door as he gets to school and walks in, hair standing up in the 80s and yelling, and woo, good morning. And he would he would wave his hand back and forth to show the action that, that that high hair would have. And she would greet him and say, I'm so happy you are here. I'm grateful that you're here at school today. And she would greet him and welcome him and make sure that he understood he was welcome in her class, even though he's a pain in the butt. He was a kid that she couldn't stand, probably if she talked to her friends, but she was glad to see him and make sure he, he knew that she was, right? Like, I wasn't there. I don't know the story, but the way he told it was out of this exceptional idea that she had become his one. The one person he could count on to be welcoming, to be supportive, to begin to help chip away at the ice that had kind of formed around his heart because nobody else seemed to care in his life. The person who was willing to support and direct and guide as he decided the direction he might want to take his life, he had that teacher who became his one. And the power of that one person in this young man's life allowed him to get to college, allowed him to graduate, allowed him to become a business professional and a national speaker. His life was changed because one adult chose to stand in the gap and make sure he had the things he needed to be successful. I'm going to lie, I was blessed. Great parents, I've got a loving father, I've got a caring mother. They both did their absolute best to raise me as a young man. And beyond that, 
I had others too. I had grandpas who were willing to, to take me under their wing. And heck, I worked with my grandpa George for a while at Floral and Hardy. And, and you know, it's just, I had different influences all through my life that helped shape and guide and direct me to grow in the right way. I'm blessed. Not every kid is. Not every student who comes through your door each and every morning has anyone that they feel cares for them deeply, has anyone that they feel they can connect with. I bet there is more than one. I bet there are a group of students that would fit that category, and you often know who they are. What are we doing as educators? What are we doing as communities to make sure that those children are being connected? First of all, are there the folks in your building who are going to champion those kiddos? I'm sure there are. There are teachers everywhere that will pull a kid under their wing and help support them. Are your counselors able to connect in that way? Who in your building could be the one for that child? In the case where the, where the guy is telling the story as a speaker, that teacher just decided she was not going to give up on him. I heard another speaker tell this awesome story about how uh, a lady was saving kids one burrito at a time. She knew which kids were hungry, and she would feed them a burrito if they'd stay after school and do homework with her. And in that, she would have conversations with them and help support and guide. She became the one for a lot of boys who just needed a burrito after school because they were starving. And she supported their success, and this guy was telling he, he was telling the story about how she connected and helped and guided and supported one burrito at a time. What does it take to connect kids to an adult that will support and guide and be that person or a person in their life that can help make a difference and change their trajectory? I don't know. Here in our community, we've actually got a group that is working hard to form a mentoring program. Um, you know, certainly there's big brothers and big sisters in many communities. There are opportunities outside of your school that you could bring in. And in this case, we don't have a direct or a really active big brothers, big sisters in our community. We were looking to develop something that actually connects through the courts or through the schools with our, our most challenged students and help them and children in our community and help them begin to make better choices by getting a person, one, in their life that can help mentor and support and grow them in the right direction. I, I love getting to sit on that board and see the, the development of that. And I um, here lately, get, as COVID and everything else that's gone on, it's real difficult to make that those connections as we're starting to see a little more opportunity for that. It, it's gaining a little more momentum. And we're, we're going to be able to do some really important things, I believe. I wanted to share this because as I thought about how to honor my grandma, I was trying to think about the stories and the connections and the things that I had. And, you know, again, the outstanding people in my life, my father, my mother, my grandpas, uh, because they, you know, I, as a young man, as a, as a boy who loved to fish, I like grandpa Oaks because he would, he could outfish you. He'd stand there with his cane pole and he'd pull a hundred of them out and you'd, you'd pull one. Or Grandpa George, who I spent a lot of time with. He'd take me to softball games, the Air Force Museum. Uh, you know, I just spent a lot of time with him growing up. He was at my football games. He was loud. He was there. And he was, th- he, you know, just enjoyed my time. My grandma was someone else who was there. And while she was a quiet influence, she was a steady influence. She had a laughter and she had a joy. Um, you go to her house and she had the traditions and the food that she made. Oh, man, her cheesy vegetable casserole and her pecan pie on Thanksgiving. I can't even tell you. 
she was there. And she was there for me. And so I want to say thank you to my grandma. I want to say thank you to all of those individuals in my life, those who have passed on, who I don't necessarily have the opportunity to thank anymore, and I wish I could and wish I could still see them because of the influence they were in my life. And I want to thank those that are my ones still, the teachers. Now, look, I already talked about Mr. Clark and along the way just various teachers and, and, and people in my life who I was able to connect with and help support me. Are you a one for somebody? Are there ones in your building? Are you telling them thank you for how they're standing in the gap for kids? Are you making sure people know that that's a part of the program you have to have? Especially for your most challenging. If you want those students to succeed, you have got to find a way to get them connected to one. The power of one. It's one way for all of us to be awesome. That's what our kids deserve each and every day.